Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and Melissa. On today's Lady Bits, we talk a little bit about the famous poltergeist curse, and we get into that crazy face-ripping scene. Let's get into it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. So now the paranormal investigators are at the house. They're going through sort of discussing what's happened. Um, everybody has been, as we mentioned, staying home. Nobody's, mm-hmm. Stephen hasn't been going to work. The kids haven't been going to school. Uh, it seems like the rules are real loosey goosey with the teenage daughter, Dana. Uh, yeah, apparently. She seems in and out of the house. Yeah, as she she's just cares like staying at a friend's house. Or, or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happens with her, you know, we don't whatever. know. She's not in the film very often. Um, she's on birth control. They don't care. Well, They're like just, <sighs> Use a oh, condom, I can't imagine Dana. that person having sex. Like she just looks like a child. Well, okay. So now, I think now it might be a good time to actually bring up the actress who yeah. played her, Dominique Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume since Melissa, it seems like you came in with some knowledge of what they call the poltergeist curse. You must know what happened to her. Oh yeah, she got strangled. What? Really sad. Okay. Her, her bo- boyfriend. Her boyfriend. So, well, let, let, let's toxic masculinity. Exactly. Yeah. It's one hundred percent. So let's back this up a, a, a set, hot sec. So there is actually like a supposed poltergeist curse where several, what? where multiple people I've from the cast from have the died. Exorcist, but not. It's from just like that. It's just like okay. It. Um, now, no, nobody died during the filming or anything like okay. that. But after, during, there was a serial killer in The Exorcist. Or a yes, there was. Yeah, there was a serial killer in the yeah, yeah in the uh, the hospital scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominique Dunn uh, was around 18 or 19 when this movie was made um, okay. after the movie was finished but before it was released um, she was actually murdered by her boyfriend he strangled Ugh. her to death on her lawn he it was pulled an abusive... her out of her house yeah. and strangled her to death in her front yard yeah. that is awful yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 truly Nicole awful. told me about this before we watched the movie so the entire movie anytime she was You're like, just like in the watching shop, this adorable just, girl and like, just, like, she's she's beautiful like six girl. months later yeah, yeah. um God, it was horrible awful. he was an abusive it was an abusive relationship she was actually i believe she was actually trying to hide out it was i don't know if she was at her house she may have been at somebody else's house she was trying to hide out she was trying to keep a low profile keep away from him and he found her and yeah. anyway Poor uh baby. also oh yeah i know yeah it's awful um her her father is dominic dunn dominic dunn who you may have heard of he's uh like he reports on true like crime like crime cases he writes true crime books they've mentioned him they've actually mentioned dominique dunn on the my favorite murder podcast before oh Mm -hmm. okay i can't remember but anyway dominic dunn who has since passed away he's no longer living i believe so his name was dominic and her name was dominique correct cute and uh, he he actually do like that. He's a true the crime writer, cross- and and I I don't gender. know if he was before her death, but it I that's he, so sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, so, so she the only person who died on the set. Were she didn't die people? on the set. No, she died like, yeah, in this set. film. Um, well, it's, it's strap in because it gets it gets worse. Okay, yeah, um, I want to hear all about this curse. I'm okay, intrigued. Now. Um, also, uh the uh now the care the character of kane is not in the first movie no. i've uh, but K- kane is the who they refer to as the beast in this film he's uh he's a oh. character that appears in the second film got it the actor uh who played him was a very famous stage actor who was dying of cancer during the filming of the film of, of the Man. movie poltergeist 
he looks polarist too nightmarish yeah okay. he because he's dying like this person is dying and he's performing this character in the film oh my god uh he died before the movie was released um will sampson is that his name well yeah will sampson the native american guy from uh the second the second, second movie film. Mm-hmm. he died oh, okay. of so complications to surgery yeah he had a Ooh, it was called uh, some kind of colon problem i was, believe yeah yeah i can't remember which what it was but yeah uh, but yeah, huh. he died of complications from surgery. He was in the second film. And then um, I assume you've never heard this before, but the little girl who played Heather O'Rourke, who plays Carol Ann, mm-hmm. um, uh, died of uh, Crohn's uh, well, complications. She, well, she died of an, obtes- an intestinal obstruction. Yeah. Um, oh she God. was 11 years old. Oh, how sad. Yeah. Ugh. It was during the making of the third film. Um, they had wrapped oh the God. film and actually... Um, as you as listeners, you may remember, um, just when we did just one of the guys, uh, the director of just one of the guys, Lisa Gutlieb was my teacher in film school. She taught my directing class. She was friends with Gary Sherman who directed the third poltergeist film, which took place in Chicago in a high rise apartment. Uh, the only returning characters being Tangina Barrett and Carol Ann. Um, when the movie was finished, uh, the studio did not like the ending. They had to go back and reshoot the ending. By the time they went back to shoot, reshoot the ending, Carol Ann had died and they had to shoot everything. Uh, they had to rewrite the, uh, the rewrite, the rewrite of the ending, shooting only her a double from the back. Oh my God. But yeah, she had an, it's very, very sad. She actually had a lot of intestinal problems. They're not really mm-hmm. sure what she had. They think it may have been Crohn's. Yeah. Uh, but oh, she, sad. she had an intestinal obstruction and that, that is what she died of but when she was 11. Interesting thing. Uh, the will, that is his name, right? Will Sampson. Will Sampson. Yeah. Um, the native American gentleman, uh, he belonged to, I believe the Creek tribe. Mm-hmm. If I remember, uh, he, went on set when uh, nobody was there on the second film mm-hmm. and he performed like a cleansing yes. ritual mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure oh my God. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I th- always crazy. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's the poltergeist curse. That's so sad. Really just a series of coincidences, yeah. but a lot of people I'm like died. curious to know what this guy looks like because also I'm thinking of Maggie Smith in the final Harry Potter films who was battling breast cancer at the time right. and was going undergoing chemotherapy and mm-hmm. radiation during mm-hmm. the film. Well, I think they put, a, put a wig on her. look so yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badass, you know? Yeah, no, he looks very frail and he's actually supposed to be like a creepy ghost and it Well, works. yeah, I assumed... So I, but I have to say, I also love that the doctor is a woman as well. Like right. doctor, lady doctor is a woman and her and, and, uh, Diane form a bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the scene where they're drinking out of the flask. I did too. I thought that was really and they're great. Ta- and they're talking about the nature of death. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. And she explained, uh, the doctor explained to the son, like in a very adult way, she didn't really sugarcoat anything about mm-hmm. death, which I really liked and appreciated. Well, this is where we get the movie's philosophy, which is that uh, there is that death is a, again, death is a door that leads to another plane. And yeah. there's this sort of in between place where if you don't know that you've died or if you're not ready to move on, um, you just kind of chill that you're just kind of there. And this is where the poltergeist phenomena comes mm-hmm. from. Apparently your anger just builds and you can be angry and resentful. True. But if you remember, all of these spirits are friendly except for one. Well, there's one spirit. We, we get more information about that when Tangina comes in, but we mm-hmm. will find out that one of those spirits is actually very malevolent. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, but the rest one. Of, so it's not right. like all of them. Oh, right. Yeah. No, like, 
But also there's this light. There's this light. And Caroline talks about it when she's speaking to her mother of the TV. There's a light that apparently if you pass through that light, you're going to move on to the next. It's a portal to the next place where your family and friends that have passed on already will be waiting to guide you to your next wherever you're going from there. Your next destination. And um, Carol Ann is trapped in that in-between place. And that's where we, that's where she is. Yeah, that sounds horrifying. Yeah. But um, again, a a very interesting look at what death is. You know, like we're just been a series, you're going to a series of rooms, you're in this room, now you're in this room. And then you got to pass into this room in order to get the next place. I mean, that's pretty much what my philosophy is as well, though. I I don't believe that there is anything else, though. I believe it's all just like that middle ground. I like, I don't really, I don't think there's much else. You mean like after this, we're all in purgatory or after this, we're all like, we're like all in Cleveland. Do we all end up in Cleveland? It's like Cleveland. And like, you're just like there with friends. And like, sometimes they're like asleep. And like, donuts are kind of soggy. Let's fuck with this chick and open some cabinets in her kitchen while she's asleep. It'll be hilarious. I, I think... I think that they're, I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like, I mean, we can always get into like philosoph- speculate. philosophical discussions. I'm more of a believer in reincarnation, to be honest I, with you. I kind of do too. I like, I waffle between the two ideas of like, there is no other existence after this one. And you just sort of continue to live this existence perpetually. And like, mm-hmm. who you are is who you are mm-hmm. spiritually afterwards So there's like no well. new souls. We're just all recycled souls. And like, mm-hmm. uh, well, that's my other thing too. I waffle between the two. If like, at, at a certain point, some sort of cosmic being is like, You've had enough fun fucking with these cabinets. It's like this is Stop your irritating life. This bitch. We're gonna send you to the great Claremont you. Lounge in the sky. Exactly. Yay. <laughs> Let's crush. Oh my god. Cans with our boobs. I wish that's what I believed. Um. If, yeah. No. If I'm more the likely. Claremont Lounge was the afterlife. I would be so fucking happy about it. The Claremont Lounge is one of my favorite places to <laughs> be. I've heard they have good food. Oh, I've never eaten there. God, don't, I don't eat know there. if I would. Please don't. Um, but for the love have, of God, don't put anything there in your mouth. Like they have <laughs> massive amaretto sours, like the biggest ones you'll ever have, and they're so good. They put them in a straight up solo cup and just like fill it up with like half amaretto. It's so good. I've like, never mm. actually been there, but I've heard you it's should like go. A it's actually go a really see. great experience. Like it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. I've never. Oh my god! They always back in when I was the age where people went. I was I waited tables and everybody always went when I was working. But oh. Chris has been. See, you gotta go. It's like it's not sexy. There's no, no way are women objectified I mean, in this strip club, and it's great. Like the women own the place. You know, like they are out there and they will slap you if you get too fresh with them, and it's great. They're just everybody's there having a good time. And it's maybe we should have our next seedy. critical crop top meeting there. I'm like, and if you want cocaine, all you have to do is kind of like bounce around for a little while going, cocaine, cocaine. Oh cocaine, my God. <laughs> and like somebody will give it to you. It's great. It's a good place. I feel like come I would come move on the, to the next plane if I tried cocaine. Come for the amaretto sours, like, stay for the cocaine. All right, so back to this movie. Not that I've ever gotten any cocaine. Of course not. Um, all right, so let's get back to this movie. Um, <coughs> so things uh, escalate. At some point, um, we have uh, some s- serious disturbances that occur. Not not Martin Short. 
Goes yeah, for a little yeah. snacky snack in the kitchen. And pulls okay, a just comically large steak out of the fridge. after seeing what's going on in this house, would you go to the kitchen by yourself? Well, I, I mean, I like a Where good raw steak are. in the middle of the night. Do you? A, a raw, improperly stored steak. That's just I sitting there. I would really like so, to die of some sort of foodborne illness. That sound he effect, pl- though. He plops it uh, directly onto the counter. Yeah. Like, doesn't even put a It's real gross. It. Yeah, he definitely See, not. Now you're going to have to Clorox that. Just like, why? Yeah. So he's eating food out of the fridge, drops a chicken leg. It's got maggots, maggots. on it. The, he looks over. Oh, I thought over. he was like in the middle of eating it. He, and, like, well, he was eating it was. and then he, well, he drops it because the steak, like shit starts coming out of the steak. Oh, okay. And um, then that's when, and that's when, and then he sees the maggots. He starts to get quick, sick and that's when he goes to the sink. Quick to, like, story about sick. that. Yeah. Real Uh-oh. quick. Um, I was nannying one night and this family that I nannied for had like, this candy drawer and so I was like raiding their candy drawer and they had little Ferrero Rocher candies in there and mm-hmm. I was like special treat little 17 year old yeah. Hillary so excited and I was like eating them and then like I'm I bit into one and bit it in half and then I looked down and there's fucking maggots inside it no stop. and I I've had heard been there that. for so Yuck. long Mm-mm. because like and it just they had put ma- there were maggots in it and I was like okay. I'd eaten like three of them I immediately just threw up it was the worst yeah that's terrible i like i had like just every couple of minutes like for like the next two days i was like um so let's wrap this up here (laughs) with the the thing so i think we need to talk about the guy ripping his face off uh i think we do shouldn't we yeah that's how i felt after i ate maggots i wanted to rip my face right off but but the effects would have been more realistic it really would have been much (laughs) at one point it doesn't even look like how he's holding the, f- how he's ripping the skin off it the face. Look like it's skin. like hands are reaching into, like to rip yeah. the skin off his face. They're yeah. not actually his hands. Well, this is also a surreal nightmare. Yeah. So I think we can. It was really you know, funny though. Excuse that. Um, I'll excuse it, but it still was such guys, bad special effects, guys. Like it looks like paper and shea. I didn't. Well, school, it was you know? like clay. I don't yeah, it was very mushy. Yeah, it was mushy. Um, when I was a kid, this was scary as shit it, to me, though. It oh, I'm was. Sure. I'm Definitely. sure. As yeah, a child, seven years old, I was like... Ugh. It was like the goriest thing yeah. I had ever seen. I bet. Like, it's just his skull left all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. And his like, flesh yeah. is flopping around. So, fun fact. Um, again, Steven Spielberg directed this scene. Uh, the guy who played... Supposedly. No, he did. Like, oh. when the, in the interview, when they talk oh. about it, um, on this podcast I mentioned... Mm-hmm. Um, he the the guy the guy playing this character uh i'm keep calling him not martin yeah short. just not martin short um he they had this basically they had a dummy obviously and his arm his hands were supposed to come up and rip the face off mm-hmm. and the actor was like i'm not sure like, they only had one i think and he, and they, <laughs> so they only had one chance to do it and he's like i'm not sure if i can do this right oh really they and, spent so much money on that fucking awful paper machine <laughs> face that they couldn't afford a second well in to any do case take two well he was worried about messing it up, so um, he was like, I don't know, Steven, maybe you should do it. And then Steven was like, Steven Spielberg was like, can I? And so, like, there's a so picture Steven out there. That's his hands. hands. That's oh Steven Spielberg's hands. And there's a picture out there of Steven Spielberg, like, crouching under the dummy, like a behind the scenes photo of him, like, ripping the flesh off and just looking like he's like a kid at a birthday party. Like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Okay, if I'd seen that picture, I'd have a much yeah. different, like, appreciation. We'll have to post for it on that. That definitely yeah, explains we should definitely why it doesn't look like the actual person's hands. Yeah. It's ripping this kid off. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, the 
scariest part of this scene to me, though, is that they just had Clorox and Borax just sitting on a shelf where the children could reach it in the background. Well, it was the 80s. Yeah, well, and let uh, your kids play with strangers and yeah, drink well, I bleach. Mean, did and we have Mr. Yuck stickers in the 80s? Do you guys What's remember Mr. those? Yuck? You, we had those growing up, and they were like these black and white, uh, not black and white, they were green and black little stickers, and it had like this face on it where it was like this squinchy face. It was like... So that you don't eat, so you wouldn't. So it's like Mister Yuck sticker. You couldn't touch it. I remember that. I do. My parents didn't clean the house. I don't know. My grandparents had those. I don't know when they were from. Who knows? It might have been from their childhood. But I just remember the Mister Yuck stickers, and I knew I wasn't allowed to touch those things. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Or I could die. Yeah. I just think that I never wanted to clean anything, and I still don't. So I was just like, look, guys, it was a different time. Borax could be out in the open. That's true. Eight-year-olds could take cabs by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you Did could just any, shove your kid in a cab. I was like, oh, they just called him a cab. Okay. He like get. Oh okay. yeah, that's the that's, that's the next, next thing. thing. Yeah. The so cab. there's this thing that happens, and then we all we we skipped over this part, but that we see that they capture on video the spirits kind of coming down the stairs, yeah. the stairs, mm-hmm. which is very cool. The the ghost lady. It's a lady, right? That it's a bunch a of people. bunch of people. Oh, it's a bunch of people. I thought it was a lady. It was we are legion. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it's what it was. A bunch of different mm-hmm. people dressed sort of in nineteen early nineteen hundreds attire, mm-hmm. it looks like. Okay. I that was a one great one. I thought that <laughs> effect was great. Yeah. That was a good effect. That one I, I think so it reminded up. me of something you would have seen at Disney, like at the Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, I was so scared of those things as a kid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the next morning, uh Dana goes off to stay with someone. The teenage girl, uh, and then Robbie. She's been Robbie and the dog get in a cab control. by themselves. <laughs> the we'll put this golden retriever in here with you to protect you. <laughs> right, all he's gonna do is eat the snacks. I mean, That's it was the eighties, you guys. I love how she's like, "Call us," and I'm like, "I at the very least, I hope so that you know that your son made it to his destination. Maybe send us a postcard when you get there, son. Please don't get murdered." Poltergeist is about Spielberg, the little boy who was afraid of the dark and things that go bump in the night. I really believe that there are things that happen in outer space and inner space right under our noses. That just because we can't find an easy scientific, you know, uh, explanation for what's going on, for the telekinesis and the things that go bump in the night, that we often discount them as just being, uh, uh, well, let somebody else figure it out. As far as I'm concerned, I don't believe it. I believe in every, everything I can't see. That's my problem. Uh, let's talk about the Bechtel test. Okay. Hey, uh, Hillary. Hey, Nicole. Um, so the Bechtel test, for those of you who don't know, there's three criteria. Yep. Are um, there uh, two women in this movie, Nicole? Yes, there are. In do, fact. Do they have names? That's they do. The first um, we don't actually know the doc, doctor, lady doctor's name, we but can't she does. Remember it. She does have a name, though. A name. But doctor, lady doctor, doctor, lady doctor, Diane, um, Dana, Caroline. We cannot forget Caroline. She's not a woman. Uh, Tangina. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Tangina has the best name too. Yeah. So there's a lot of women in this film. Okay. Um, and uh, do they do they talk to each other, Nicole? They do. They do. They oh, do. they do. Um, and do they happen to talk to each other about something other than a man? Yes. Yes, they do. Talk about a lot of stuff. There's that wonderful conversation that Dr. Lady Doctor and Diane have about death and the yeah, afterlife. the concept of death. That was really cool. Um, that was the moment where I was just like, fuck yeah, this movie passes. 
Yeah, there's a lot of conversations with Diane and Tangina about mm-hmm. about the spirit world and getting her daughter back and like how that's going to play out and, yeah. and and her strength, her inner strength that Diane has. Yeah, and I thought that was great. Like, yeah. So many conversations that we don't have in very famous movies. Yeah, these women built real relationships mm-hmm. in a horror movie, which is unexpected. Right, and I feel like they were real women too. Like they came into yeah. it having a connection with each other mm-hmm. too and they built on that immediately it was yep. one of those things like they were both like i understand you whereas i feel like women in in other movies they can be very passive characters that yep. are just kind of like i'm an object here to say hello to you and talk about my boyfriend yeah and that was kind of the way steven figured into this movie which is yeah, something i really appreciate cool. he was the passive character that things were being done to yeah and um diane was the protagonist mm-hmm. i think of this story oh she was definitely the protagonist and so I think not only does this pass the Bechdel test, but it doesn't it doesn't just pass like it, the, the conversations are legitimate character yeah. building, relationship building conversations, which mm-hmm. even in the films we've passed, we don't see very often. Right. Even in the films we've passed, it's passed by one or two lines yeah. or a, a small moment. And this yeah. one, it, it passes throughout. Yeah. And it made me very happy. Yeah, me too. I like watching ladies have real lives on screen. Like, how cool happy. is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for today's Lady Bits. Uh, sadly, this is our last episode on the film Poltergeist. I know. I love this movie. I'm so sorry to say goodbye. If you've been enjoying listening to our very special guest, Melissa Lee, uh, you should check her out in the film Dead Thirsty. It's a super scary, super awesome horror flick. And you can find all the details about it by following Dead Thirsty, the movie on Instagram. It's just at Dead Thirsty Movie. Or you can visit the website deadthirsty.com and find out where you where a local screening will be happening near you. So check that film out. Um Halloween is coming up. You need to watch something that's really going to give you the, the the good scares. And this movie delivers the good scares. Um, if you want to hear more from Melissa, uh, you can visit our Facebook page right now. That's at Feminine Mistake Pod, uh, where we've shared an article uh, with Melissa talking about her experience working on the film Dead Thirsty, as well as um, what acting roles excite her and um, also about her work as a writer and director. So go check that out. That's an interview with this, special guest, this month's special guest, Melissa. Melissa Lee, and uh, check out our film Dead Thirsty at deadthirsty.com. You've got one more chance to watch uh, our latest live comedy show, Critical Crop Top Presents Afterlife. If you're in the local Atlanta area, come out this weekend and uh, and hang out with us. We're going to be doing the show one more time this Friday at 8 p.m. at the Highland Inn Ballroom. We are very excited to be partnering with the Crim Center for Urban Educational Excellence from GSU for this very special show. And we're going to be raising money for the Georgia Asylum and Immigration Network. Um, they're doing great work in this uh, in, the, in the state of Georgia, helping out um, immigrants uh, with their law needs. So please come and see the show. Tickets are only $10. And then, of course, you can choose how, how much you want to donate to this great cause. So um, follow us on social media for all the details. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Critical Crop Top and also on Instagram and Twitter as at Critical Crop Top. Or you can just buy your tickets directly off the website criticalcroptop.com backslash tickets. So that's this Friday, 
8 p.m. at the Highland and Ballroom. Critical Crop Top presents Afterlife. Uh, we just had a week, our first weekend doing the show. It was uh, fantastic. We had such a blast. And we're going to do it all again. So uh, this is your last chance. Buy your tickets. Come see the show. You, you don't want to miss it. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, thank you for joining us to talk about the film Poltergeist this month. Um, we are going to be talking about a new film next month. And it's going to be the 1990s, I don't, is it a cult classic? Is it culty? Is there something culty about it? It's called Striptease. And it stars Demi Moore and Burt Reynolds and Ving Rhames. And I, wow. I mean, we had a great time talking about this film. And there was just almost so much to talk about. It was like, it was almost overwhelming. Um, We had a really great conversation. We laughed a lot. And this movie is bonkers. So, um, you know, if you've got some time between now and next Wednesday, uh, revisit the film and then come and join us. Uh, Our first episode is going to be next Wednesday on Striptease. You can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And uh, you can, of course, follow us on Facebook. We're at Feminine Mistake Pod. And you can tweet at us at Critical Crop Top. Of course, we are Critical Crop Top. So um, tell us your thoughts about the poltergeist curse. Do you think it's real? Uh, Do you think it's just a series of coincidences? Um, Let us know what you think. And uh, be sure to come back next week when we'll be talking about striptease. And uh, if you've got a bad casting breakdown that you want us to read on the show, we love receiving i mean we don't love it like we wish they didn't exist but they do so we love receiving um those bad casting breakdowns from our listeners so please uh you can contact us through instagram twitter or facebook or you can send those to feminine mistake podcast at gmail.com welcome to film roast Hey everyone, Hannah here, the co-host of Film Roast, where two over-caffeinated and underqualified friends talk about all things movies. If you like film factoids, lots of sarcasm, and bad impressions, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Film Roast Show, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Happy roasting! <laughs>